Welcome to the Elevator Action Podcast. This is your host, Matt Musgrove. Today we are in beautiful Yorba Linda, California with a special guest today, Robbie Peterson. Thanks for having me out and uh, for stopping in here in beautiful Yorba Linda, the uh, land of gracious living. <laughs> <laughs> is that the presidential library right there? Yeah, that's the Nixon Library right is over it? there down okay. the street. I is think it? I've been in there once for... Uh, uh, job fair, but other than that, no, nah, I haven't been in. It's like a quarter mile away. Yeah, but. I usually yeah you ride down there, and then they got like a bike trail and stuff. And they got the helicopter there. It's pretty cool. Nice. Well, Robbie came out to Enduro Cross yesterday. That's why I'm in SoCal. I wanted to do this live interview with him for a few months now, and so he finally got the chance to do it. How was Enduro Cross yesterday? It was thanks for coming out. Oh, dude, that was gnarly. Like. uh I seen it, uh, you know, in the arenas and stuff like that. And the courses are cool and stuff like that, but it just was really tight. And it was tight racing there, but the way they built the course was just incredible. Some of the stuff those guys were going over, uh, those K-rails and those big, uh, the big tubes and the tires. And once everything, the when the main came and everything was like just blown out the guy i couldn't believe how how fast and in control and and the talent those guys had like it was it was rad who's your favorite rider um i was really really uh i hadn't seen him ride yet but uh big fan tristan hart was was on fire yeah yeah i i I mean i like the other guys um i a lot of respect but after seeing him ride there I'm definitely a fan. Yeah, he's a great rider. Good kid. So thanks for coming out, and uh, also thanks for having us. We're filming or re- recording this in the backyard of uh, Uncle Chuck's. Yeah, Grandma's pad. <laughs> <laughs> so you might hear some songbirds, dogs. Might have some cats coming through, but uh, we'll try to bring up some stories of Robbie's past. Robbie's been a big part of you know our lives as far as uh, the motorcycle hill climb sport and. He's done a lot for the sport, a lot of young guns that he's helped support and also um, also push the progression of the sport in China to, into the next level. And so I wanted to kind of just talk about your past and some stories, so talk about France. Um, yeah, kind of whatever you think people haven't heard. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, first time I rode in France was I was in I went over in ninety and watched them ride, but um, the first time I competed was in ninety one, and um, I ended up going over and I got sixth place, and that was just I couldn't even believe it. Like it was you crazy. Mentioned Travis won the year before. Yeah, Travis won the year before. What was the story behind that? He, <laughs> cause you want, you went, the, right? Yeah, I was there and I was 14 and, uh, the deal was, is they had the event for seven years. And so the purse built up over the years because nobody made the hill. So it was 60 grand and they were, it was, it was getting dark and they weren't going to let him ride. And he ended up going anyway. And he goes over the freaking hill and wins the freaking cash. And, blo- dude, it was 
one of the still one of the most amazing rides I've ever seen. Like it was crazy. Like because that hill was so gnarly at the top and rough, and for him to pull it off at the end like that was just epic to see. You know, and then I went back on and we built that. Uh, we went back to the U.S. and I rode my dad's Harley at an event and got like fifth place or something. And so then we had the idea to build that twin CR 500. And cause that's the number one guy in France. That's what he was riding. He was riding a twin, uh, KTM. It had a 500 and a 540, uh, two stroke motors in it. Jeez. So we were going to build one and pro circuit did an incredible job making these beautiful pipes on it and stuff and did the motors and that. And, uh, Troy Lee painted it all, made it a peak bike, and Steve Stith uh, did all the fabrication on it and was the brains of the operation. And uh, that bike was just uh, vibrated a lot and was really temperamental. <laughs> but uh, when it worked, uh, it won races. And when we came back uh, home, I... Uh, I ended up winning the first time in, when I was, like, 19 in, uh, in Seattle on it. And then I won again in Billings, uh, like, twice. And it, wor- it was working really good back then, but never got a championship on the thing. What race was in Seattle? Uh, it was uh, the Jolly Roger Hill climb. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. It was a fun climb. Really, really rocky there, but a uh, fun place to ride. And um, I don't know. I like climbing there. It was, it was a it was a good good deal. And then um, I didn't go back to France till '94, and I was uh, a, a senior in high school then. So I went back after I graduated that summer, and a borrowed twin CR500, and uh, the thing was bad. It was it was an awesome bike. It handled really good. I was able to ride it and jump it like a motocross bike and I ended up getting second on it. So, wow. so it was good. I was stoked on that. And, uh, who'd you lose by or who won that race? T- uh, Terry did. Uh, Tucson? yeah, really yeah, on his twin, uh, twin Kawasaki. Really? Yeah. The big tire. Okay. Dude, things so What well. tire did you run on that bike? This it had some side. type of little, like p- these little paddles. But the thing just on your bike, yeah, it had these little small paddles. And was it thing. on a normal size tire? Or? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It had a normal rim and everything, but it was just this, like some type of paddle made, and it worked. It was mm-hmm. enough to where the thing was spinning because it didn't have the power that my bike had, mm-hmm. but it handled good, and I was able to ride the thing like wide open. So it was it was great, and. Uh, and we went back in 98, and I rode the Zobble 685 mm-hmm. and didn't do very good on it. But uh, we went over as a team and um, beat everybody. Yeah. Who else was on that team? Uh, shoot, 98. I think uh, 98, I think Brandon Whitlock was there. Travis. Dusty, I think, maybe. It's hard, hard for me to remember the yeah. 98 one. But uh, then nothing nothing really went down until uh, 04 when we all went back 
and they were having like the world trophy and uh jeff thomas and watson and jason and um waddell road um and we won again as a team Mm -hmm. and then 06 we went over and we wanted as a team again i sucked i ended up getting like eighth or something and uh jason won the world championship that year okay in 06 and then that was in decauseville and then uh 07 we went to uh labrasse and um that was the first year i had the 950 and um you get five rides when you go over there and it kept her on the chain and it only worked on the first ride and that's all i needed and it wow. was good enough to win it you're probably <laughs> itching all day <laughs> i was dying dude, because every time <laughs> i took off it, i took off and it was going like a quarter of the way up the hill and it was having issues and i was just so frustrated that it, you know, somebody was going to be in the thing, but it wasn't going to hold up. But um, hmm. it was a good ride, and it was like, uh, I think it was like a 17-second ride mm-hmm. for like 25 grand. Oh, my. 25? No kidding. Yeah. You shouldn't have told us that. <laughs> <laughs> so. Wow. Did you have to pay taxes coming back? <coughs> Um, no, uh, if it's under, uh, I think five grand, uh, you don't have to report it. So they broke down all my, all my checks below it and I didn't have to report anything. But when Travis went, when he got home, they hit him for 20. (laughs) (laughs) So hopefully this is any incriminating evidence. Yeah. (laughs) Statute of limitations. (laughs) Well, yeah, no, I mean, uh, that's, uh, that was a better way to do it because I mean, really, really earned that money and that was a dream come true. And I wasn't going to have the government take, yeah, you know, a share. What did they do for me? <laughs> <laughs> I'm the one there with the American flag on my shoulder on the podium. They should be paying you to race over yeah. there. <laughs> well, that, that was, was a, what was a cool thing is like when we were first going over there, like we were getting paid show up money. Really? Yeah, and they were they were giving us show up money, and they were uh, shipping our, the bikes over there, mm-hmm. and so that was a big deal. And then when the um, the uh, economy started getting worse, it, it, it kind of you know it really hurt things. But we went back in LA, and um, I rode the seven hundred and got fourth. Couldn't couldn't hang with those guys. Uh, Travis won it, and it was really, really cool to see him win again. And then uh, I went back to a rat in 09 as the only American because uh, Brett was hurt. And um, the last ride I put chains on, and I ended up winning the King of the Hills over there. Wow. So um, it was great. It was totally amazing to be back there and ride that hill again because i it was my first time you know mm-hmm. racing there and being there so it was a it was a great accomplishment and um i was really really happy to for that to go down and and go back there and do that and and uh 
the French fans are just incredible. Yeah. Yeah, it's a whole nother level. And, like, when I told Austin, when he goes, oh, I go, dude, it's not going to be like anything you've ever been to. You weren't wrong. It was incredible. No. There's nothing you no. can't put into words. No. When you you're know. when you're an American athlete over there um, and they know you're coming over to do something like that, they respect you very much. And um, it's a big deal to them. Yeah. You know? Yeah, the respect level is just huge. And everybody there is just super, super nice and very hospitable. I mean, every time I went, um, I really enjoyed my, enjoyed myself. I got to see a lot of different things. And, um, you know, Rhett was my favorite hill. LeBrest was probably second. And DeCauseville was just... A rock pile. Yes, so it, it, was, it, was really, it was really, really hard. Yeah. Really hard, really hard. But, uh, yeah, those three the those three hills, they're, they're, uh, they're a whole nother level compared to, I mean, some of the stuff here in the States, it's not like uh, there's a lot of rock over there. Yeah. Yeah, it's just way different. It is. Well, that was a good breakdown of France. appreciate you sharing that stuff. Any cool stories that we haven't heard yet? Um, I know, dude, the, that first year we went there in, uh, in 90, um, they had them all set up to race quads, um, <laughs> up at the top of the Pyrenees, they had this quad event for the, uh, for the American riders. And so my, we go up there and the track's just horrible. It's just carved you know up in the pyrenees mountains in this rock and dust and nothing's water it's bad right so uh we go up there and they're gonna they're supposed to hill climb within like a day or two and so they didn't want to do it and we're like no 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 so my dad i'd ridden a quad like i don't know three times so my dad's like yeah robbie's like california state champion like he'll ride he'll ride for us (laughs) So, so I borrowed this guy's, uh, this French guy gave me a, a CR250 quad for, you know, four trucks. And, uh, they had a start where the, when the flag guy, when it came down to the guy's toes, when he took off. And so the first race, I didn't get a very good start and I ended up finishing like third and I really needed to win like the next one, so I got uh, I got a good gay pick on the inside, and when it went down, I just took off, and I'm like I'm taking all these guys wide, and I just took them all out into the bushes, and then I just took off running, and I was, you know, flying. It was like five laps, dustier in hell, man. You couldn't see anything, and. I'm coming around like where where all the you know Mel Kimball was there and um, Pat Johnson and Tom Johnson and Travis and my dad and uh, I'm coming around and it's so dusty and um, all you can see is the freaking uh, the disc the rotors glowing dude because <laughs> because I'm I'm using I'm breaking so much and sketching out with the dust and everything. That I'm frying this guy's thing, it's glowing. And then I'm I'm coming around with one lap to go. 
the last turn coming around and I go wide and this guy in a banshee like goes underneath me and we drag down and he ends up beating me by like half a bike. <laughs> so I was totally bummed out and then I get up there and then the French guy's just yelling at me because I fried his freaking <laughs> rotor. Dude, the thing was like, it looked like somebody took a torch on it and they were like, you know, beating like a, a sword out of it or something. Like, it was so bad. And um, the guy was super pissed off. But um, that was my first ride in France. And they, <laughs> they put me in on, on that ride because, the, you know, they didn't want to do it and get hurt. So I did it. And uh, I, I got pictures of it somewhere. But, man, that was that was wild. <laughs> Your first race in France wasn't in 91. It was in 90. <laughs> yeah, 90 on a quad, man. <laughs> So let's go back a little bit to your early days as a Grom and uh, as a SoCal kid. What did you start riding on? You know, which races did you hit as a youngin? Um, my first bike was a, uh, let's see, I got it in Christmas the 70s. So it was a 1980 JR50 Suzuki. And uh, rode the... Uh, Right on a sidewalk down by our house, and they took the training wheels off, and it was pretty good. And then I went into the garage door with it. <laughs> so, so um, I ended up riding that thing for quite a while, though, and had had a lot of fun on that bike, and did little uh, hill climbs and stuff. But uh, here locally, you know, the when we had the Southern California Hill Climbers Association, there were hill climbs like almost every weekend so um which hills were those out of de anza, de anza. Yeah. is that where they mo- usually were yeah okay. yeah because saddleback was ended up closing down in like 83 i think okay and i never really rode there um so yeah i, I did the climbs there and then you know i'd be on the motocross track uh, after the hill climb was done <laughs> and then uh i got an 83 uh cr60 and that was pretty good. And um, in 84, they didn't have uh, any mini-type class in uh, in Billings. So mm-hmm. they let me run the championship hill as a demo on, uh, on my little 60. <laughs> I went about freaking, I think, 40 feet because <laughs> it was so soft and it just went down. So uh, I did that. We got it on. I got it on VHS, and oh, then uh, and then uh, earlier that year, though, um, at Widowmaker, the original one, uh, they put me on the hill, and I rode, and I was the youngest rider to ever hit the hill. Really? Yeah. How old were you? There? Uh, let's see, eighty-three, so seven. Wow. Yeah. On the CR60? Yeah, on a CR60. <laughs> That's cool. So then um, after that, I got an 85 CR80, which was pretty decent. And then I got an 87, and that was a really, really fast one. It had a 105 kit in it. That thing had a wider dynamics motor, and that thing hauled ass. And then uh, my 8980 uh, was, they're all Hondas. And uh, that's when I started getting hooked up with Pro Circuit. I was uh, riding my bicycle down there uh, after school and hanging pipes for Mitch. And he, they give me 
stickers and t-shirts and stuff wow. and then uh you know i started racing a little bit i was still doing the hill climbs but i started racing a little bit of motocross locally here at paris and stuff and so mitch built up my 80 for me like really good and um then i got the opportunity through uh, carl kramer and dirt rider magazine and super motocross back then to uh test ride all the the 89 uh 80s for that year Wow. Which, which was really, really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Super, I mean, get to ride all the brand new bikes, get to miss school. You got a trailer full of brand new gear to, to pick from, you know, it was like, I mean, it was just amazing. So I, it was a great opportunity. And I'm really grateful for, uh, for Carl for that. And it, it continued after, um, I rode, uh, a little bit later, doing some tests for some 252-stroke stuff. And then uh, when they had the Dirt Rider 24-hour ride um, up in Gorman and um, a 24-hour test out at uh, Glen Helen, uh, I was doing those where they would have the uh, different stations. And they had a hill climb spot, and the test rider would come up, and he'd let me ride his bike up the hill. And then come down, and then he'd hit it, and then I'd have to fill out the card for him and stuff. So, I don't know, little fun things like that that, that came about through uh, doing uh, magazine stuff that, um, you know, those guys were good, and, they, and covering the hill climbs, too, because mm-hmm. the little bit of, of exposure we were getting back then that out of a magazine was only through Dirt Rider, mm-hmm. you know, or, or Cycle News. Yeah. I mean, motocross action or, or dirt biking and stuff, that you weren't really getting any play. And without any social media, it was that tangible thing that came and you're looking at it. And oh, like, yeah. Yeah. And so speaking about the sports exposure back in the 90s, how, what's the whole story behind the Krusty Demons thing? Uh, oh, when I, we, I did the show? Yeah. Uh, so um, What year was that? We did it in November of 06. Oh, that, okay, that was later on then. Yeah, we did it in no, November. Well, the Terra Firma thing and back in the 90, like 99, they did some clips from Billings and and put it in the in their film. Yeah. And then, but the um, the Krusty show, Brian Manley called me up and he said, hey man, uh, we got this reality show we're doing it's called uh crusty dirt demons and we're having different um uh disciplines for riders to do the different contestants and we wanted to throw a hill climbing on it (laughs) okay and so i had my 500 that i was going to put on and then the one i just got back (coughs) and then um I called up Paul Stofers, and he came down. And so all, all my buddies, we all went out there, and they just gave me this whole canyon and said, hey, like, lay out the hill all you want to do it. And we had all the flags and everything. So the first day of uh, shooting, I didn't want to, like, have them looping and trashing the bikes, mm-hmm. and, and not, then we don't have anything for them to ride, you know. So I made a pretty easy hill for them. Mm-hmm. And uh, they did all right, but it was really dry. And uh, Bubba hit it on my bike and ended up going up. 
and then rolling down the hillside. No way. Yeah, it was. It's dude. It's I got. It's I, I got to get it on uh, YouTube. You got to see it. And um, uh, Trigger Gum rides it with a broken back. <laughs> and then um, so after the first see- first shoot, uh, they're like talking shit to me, and they're like, dude, like. Hill's weak, man, and this and that. And I go, okay. I go, you guys, you want a, you want a real hill? You want me to lay you out a hill, like an event hill? And they're, yeah, yeah. All right. So I laid him out this gnarly thing, with a road in the middle of it, and it was steep and super dry. And I hit it on my 700 with nitrous, and just and it blown over the top of the thing, and it was really, really difficult. And then uh, you can hear them on the video. They're just like, there you go, boys. There you go. <laughs> so all the contestants only were going like halfway or three quarters of the way up. And so then after that, they, I think they had a little bit more respect uh, for the way that things went down, you know. But um, it was super fun. And uh, I put Larry Linkoggle on, uh, on, the, on my dad's Harley. No way. Yeah, we got him to do a couple of burnouts and run up this big uphill with it. <laughs> so that was cool. And um, I put Ronnie Renner on my uh, on my 700. He rode that. Wow. And uh, just all the all the guys were out there, you know, Mike Jones and uh, Seth. And uh, the, I forget who some of the contestants were. But all the, like, OG guys, you know, from those film days – so the freestyle films, they were uh, they were all there. So it was it was a lot of fun. We did it uh, did the two shows, and then uh, I don't know, it aired forever on Fuel. Really, it was on Fuel for so long. I got people calling me years after. And they're like, "Dude, you're on TV again today," and I'm like, "What?" Well, Fuel has all their uh, stuff archived. Yeah, so, so we'll have to go look that up. Yeah, and, and so yeah, that. it's cool. it's I, I gotta get that. Uh, behind the scenes stuff though it's it's good stuff and i i was stoked like paul came down and and helped out with his bike there and chris anderson was there and then i had my crew brett and hayden my my uh party you know guy (laughs) so so yeah it was uh it was definitely an experience and uh with all those uh guys the way that they had everything set up um you know the whole Hollywood scene. Yeah. Yeah. But when was your first pro race? Um, I would say like real deal. I think I rode like maybe some like stock classes and stuff up in at Carnegie, you know, on like a Saturday, but nothing in like a pro class. But, uh, 92 uh, Billings. 92. 92 Billings. That, that was like the first like real. What was your biggest win there in Billings? Um, <clears throat> well, in 95, two weeks after my mom had passed, uh, we went up there and I won the open class. Wow. And I was 19 years old and it was just something that, or no, no, that was the second race. I'm sorry. The uh, race in Seattle is the one I won after my mom passed. Okay. But now that race, uh, the one in Seattle went down. And then 
Billings came up and I won there in the open on steel though. And then uh, we came back in 96 and they had the wall. And I went over that on the Zobble, the 685, and I won that. And then uh, 97, I didn't ride. 98 didn't do too good. Then in 99, came back and won again on the Zobble. And uh, then in 2002, I won the uh, 0-600 class on that bike. I just got back. Yeah. Yeah. So I made the the shootout a few times, and back then it was uh, when that year McGrath came in '03. I made it on the Harley on the 2500, but I couldn't make anything happen. Um, and you know, back then it was it was open tire, 66 inch, and zero 600, 66 inch, and I think it was either five or six guys from the class. Mm. So if you made it. And say you got second in the zero to six hundred, and you got third in the open, you get four runs. Oh, yeah. They didn't they didn't bump anyone. No, that that's how it works. Wow. Like because that video I just watched with the Speed Vision with Dusty on yeah. there, he's talking. David Spain's talking, and he says, "And the only rider to make it in both classes, Dusty Beer." Oh wow! Yeah. So that's how it was back then. What's you mentioned McGrath? What was the story behind that one? Um, Ken kind of set that up and then, uh, he showed up and I was riding the Harley over, uh, across the field over there and they had those, you know, the short Hills and there was this knob with like, uh, this gnarly kicker on it. And I was hitting it on the 500 and like jumping all the way up to the top. So I was like, oh, I can do it on the Harley. So I, <laughs> I go over there on the Harley, and I blast it, and I hit the thing, and I just launch, and it was so sick. And I land, and I come back, and then McGrath just shows up from the airport, and he's like, hey, he's like, hey, I'm Jeremy. I'm all, like, oh, yeah, man, I know who you are. I'm like, yeah, I'm like nice to meet you. He's like, man, i never seen anybody step up a 300-pound bike before. <laughs> <laughs> so... um I said, hey, like, you really need to ride this thing. Like, you need to at least do a burnout on it. And he he didn't want to ride it. So um, I made my first ride, and then he got on it and went to do the, his burnout, and it about left him because it took off so hard. But then he stopped really quick, and he got way up on the tank and then ripped it really hard, like a nice good start. And then he goes up to the line and ends up going over the hill. And, wow. and then I made my second run and the shock broke and he comes up. He's all, dude, so glad the shock broke on that thing. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't want to ride anymore, but he rode that. I built that 500 for him and he got second to Travis on it. He barely lost. And, that was one of the most amazing performances ever. Like that that ride back then, he just he was just on fire. Is that the same five hundred you're building? No, no, that was my actually my cousin's bike. Oh, okay. Yeah. My cousin loaned it to me. I'm like, hey, I need a bike for McGrath. He's like, What? I'm all yeah, we're gonna like do this and all right. So we did the uh, set that whole thing up for him. 
Wow. It was the same motor and everything as my bike, just in the steel frame. Yeah. Yeah. So you went on a string of, uh, how many championships did you win, Naha? Um, in 02, I won uh, the 0600, which I think was like close to the last year they had that class. Yeah. So that's the bike I got back. Okay. That was my first one. And then I finished second, like, a bunch of times, dude, behind people. So frustrating. And then, uh, 07, um, I go to France to run that event, and I win. But it was more important to me. It's a big deal now, more, but back then... It was more important for me to come back home because I was in contention for two titles against Jason Smith mm-hmm. in the 700 and the 450 class. And I'd finished second, like, the since the beginning, class started, you know, and I wanted that championship bad. So that was an important thing. And, um, you know, I France happened, and I was – didn't really kind of settle in and stuff. And then I went to, to uh, Indiana and uh, we battled it out, man. And he freaking got me in the 450 class, like barely. And I was frustrated and then uh, came back and, and waxed him in the 700 there. <laughs> and that felt really, really, really good. And, um, it uh, it was just satisfying because I it was important for me because you know going to Europe the the riders are definitely getting better and stuff over there, but the fastest guys are here, mm-hmm. you know, the best guys are here, and if you want to be the best, you gotta you gotta ride against those guys. So, so you that was your only Naha championship. Um, well, the 600, 700. Oh, and then I was the first, uh, Vertacross champion. Oh, okay. Yeah. And in 09, they, uh, had us race 700s. Okay. And, uh, I, before they changed it to X climb, uh, yeah, I won that championship. So four. Nice. Okay. Yeah. I mean, okay. It's not. So many people won so much more, but um, I had childhood dreams, and they came true. I didn't. I mean, I did more than I thought I was capable of doing. Exactly. And um, just very, very grateful to the people that uh, I surrounded with and believed in me, and um, gave me the opportunity to to do things. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, none of it would have been possible without, you know, my family and the sponsors that I had. Mm-hmm. So what was your favorite bike that you've ever raced? Um, probably uh, the bike that uh, Austin Cardwell has now, that uh, uh, LC4 700. Mm-hmm. That that bike, dude. <laughs> I love that. That was probably my favorite. It was so easy, and it was like with the nitrous, it was like 130 horsepower, 
And like when when we first built got it, we got it from a supermoto event. Um I believe Mickey Diamond wrote it uh, at Pikes Peak. And then they were selling it down there at the, at the Supermoto event. So we got it from the HMC uh, KTM guys, but it was 660. Hmm. And then uh, race go-karts with Kurt Nickel. And he goes, hey, you know there's like 700 cylinders for that, right? I'm like, what? So he got us two cylinders. And um, then we got another one of those bikes. And then that's when um, I met Kurt Caselli. And when he came out to ride, uh, I put him on that back, backup bike, mm. and he ended up getting third on it. Wow. Yeah. Now, that was at Glen Helen? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we were just at Glen Helen yesterday, and you've been there, obviously, a ton. And so, tell us a little bit about your involvement with those races when Naha went down there. Um, we hadn't had an event in Southern California in years and years and years, like close to 20 years. So... Uh, we wanted to, in 2006, I did, uh, a demo at the Glen Helen MX National. I went up, uh, Mount St. Helens, mm -hmm. like basically wide open on my 700 and didn't let off and threw the thing completely sideways. <laughs> like it was insane. And they had this, they had this gate closed up there and I, and the gate, I almost plowed through the gate. I only had a front brake. I ended up slowing the thing down and making it okay. And then I come down and I go over to the Troy Lee tent and Troy says, Troy and uh, Kevin Williams, they're, they're just like, dude, she ran into like orbit, man. <laughs> <laughs> so that, that kind of got us uh, our foot in the door to do an event there. And um, we did like uh, with the way, with the progression of the bikes um, you can jump to things like I knew that and I love, you know, and jumping a hill climb bike extended out is like gnarly. And so we had a little double, double at the bottom and I was scrubbing that thing. Mm -hmm. That was the first time, like I was able like, Oh my gosh, you can like scrub a hill climb bike. Yeah. You kind of pioneered that one. Yeah. And then Austin's just taking it to a whole like nether level, but I was doing that. I actually showed him the video of it when he was down there. He's like, dude, no way. Like, really? <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, I remember we were sitting here yeah, on the couch yeah. and watching the videos, and you were completely sideways. Yeah. The, yeah. You yeah. just scrub it, like, so hard. And then in 08, we, uh, um, you know, Kerr did really good. And then in 08, he came back, and uh, his dad, Rich, came, and just great people and um god bless him but uh rich came and he says uh hey you gonna take it easy on my son this year <laughs> <laughs> and i'm like dude and i'm like freaking out because you know uh, i had the number one plate back then and there was a lot of pressure coming back in as the main guy from the year before mm -hmm. so um i ended up running and I swept all three classes. Wow. So that was a huge, huge motivation. And it kind of, for me riding at Glen Helen, it just, all my friends were there mm -hmm. and it was like riding in the hills and it was just carefree. 
And so then when I went back in 09, I wanted another two out of three classes. Wow. So, like, the first three years, I won uh, seven of the classes, you know? Yeah. Yeah, so the nine. And then it, what years did it end? So then in 2010, they moved it over uh, to another, over by the REM track. Mm-hmm. And I rode there, and I didn't even do her the dam. I, I had a hard time. And then uh, I went out there and laid the hill out in 11. And then I had issues uh, with uh, the team I was dealing with, and I didn't ride. And um, then I got hurt like a few months later. And... Uh, they, I went back out there in 2012 and I think 13 was the last time that they did it. Okay. Yeah. That was the last year of the Widowmaker too. 2013. Yeah. It's lost a couple good climbs that year. So you mentioned your injury. Um, I know a lot of people know that you, you know, you suffered from traumatic brain injury and you had a, a terrible accident. Um, you know, I asked if you would open up a little bit about it and you said you would and I think it'd be good if people kind of heard it from you and you kind of told a little bit about what happened and your recovery process your surgery you know several years back and and where you're standing today because you're doing great I mean you drove over an hour and a half just to go to Enduro Cross yesterday so I yeah, mean, it was pretty surprising. <laughs> I mean, we went off the record. We went trail riding a few yeah, months ago yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that was uh that was really good for you to get on the bike oh, again. Oh, no, and no, it, it was. Because you've been on and off the bike the past yeah. few years. and Yeah, it just really was therapeutic. Yeah. But, um, I don't know, as far as my injury goes, um, <clears throat> I don't mind talking about it. I, You know, if I can help anybody, because, I mean, I first, I didn't really know anything about it. And then it happened to Dave uh, Watson. And... Dave's my, you know, one of my best friends. And that was the first reality check for me and how, what comes along with it. And then almost, um, five years to the five years and a couple weeks is our, our injury date difference. Um, my September 17th, 2011. So, uh, I don't remember anything still to this day, but uh, I got up and I was going down to Paula to the motocross track to ride. And I pulled up and the last thing I remember is the gates were closed. So my dad and Brett were at the hill climbing in Idaho. I texted him, said, hey, I'm going to Milestone to ride because Paula's closed. So... Milestone's like an hour from there. Yeah, it's far. I remember going to the... All I remember were the gates. Don't remember driving to the freeway or even going to Milestone, unloading the bike. I don't remember nothing. So what I've been told mm-hmm. is, like, on the pro track, they had, like, a, um, I don't know, 60, 80-foot table, like, pretty good size. And I was riding my 350, and... I don't know, when I used to ride it there, I really had to rail around the outside to get over the thing. So I don't know if I made a mistake there. Or I had the suspension done prior to it, 
and I don't know if the thing was set right, but it's not something that I'm gonna like lose my mind thinking over. You yeah, know? but those are kind of what some of the options. So uh, I come off the jump, I land on the knuckle, and I'm going down it uh, on my front wheel, and then there's some rollers after it, and I hit the first roller. It throws me into the ground. Um, the bike hits me in the back. Um, it broke all my ribs on the right side in the back, mm-hmm. punctured my lung, um, cracked the helmet on the inside nine inches, and broke the chin bar on the helmet too. And um, my arm from the foot peg is still. Yeah, that's from the oh. foot peg. So. Totally shredded that thing. And uh, I had um, <clears throat> only like maybe 40 to 50% uh, of strength on my right side. I had paralysis. Like I couldn't walk or nothing. And then I had double vision. So all these things from this one crash. And um, I'm at this hospital for a while in San Bernardino. And then they end up getting me to down here in Orange County. And I'm kind of coming to, and I'm like, yeah, I'm like, I gotta, I gotta take a shit, man. I gotta get up. <laughs> like, you can't move. And I go, yeah, I can. And I was trying to move, and my right side just wasn't working. Um, like, yeah, I had nothing there. And I'm like, oh, man, this isn't good. And I'm seeing double, and I'm like, this is even worse. So, um, they finally figured out that my vision was messed up. And and I uh, got out of there, and they got me into where you went to Winways over there yeah, with me. Yeah. So I got into Winways, and um, they taught me how to walk, and and ride. I couldn't I couldn't do my my signature, my autograph anymore, and that that was the hardest thing. I cried that day. She said, had me do a piece of paper, and I was trying to do my my signature and. I couldn't do it, man. It was so hard. <sighs> and, um, but I spent six months there and I walked out of that place and I just signed my jersey and gave it to him. And it was. So you spent uh, six months there? Yeah. So it's, How long were you in the hospital for? Uh, a few, at least, uh, eight days out there and then a couple weeks down here. And I was kind of early to go to Winways, but I needed to get out of the hospital. I really needed like, Hey, I need to get into treatment. Like Mm now, you know, I didn't want to wait any longer. So I was really fortunate to, uh, to get into this, you know, to get into that place. Wow. That was all 2011. then, huh? Yeah. Yeah. And then I got out, uh, graduated, then uh, disability like stopped. It only lasted for a year, and so I had, was like forced back to work, even though I was completely out of my mind. Yeah, and I was able to do a little bit of work through a cell tower company, and then uh, they lost uh, a company uh, account, and then uh, so I li- lived at my uncle's ranch for a year and a half and worked there. And then uh, started going uh, 
I got did those splash pad jobs where mm-hmm. I was traveling the country, so I was able to see a lot of the people that I rode with and uh, go to some races and some family and stuff. So it was really good, and things were like my vision was still bad, my su- my mobility was better, um, but I still my equilibrium and that type of stuff was just not really that great, you know. Hmm. And then your surgery. Yeah. Oh, okay. So then uh, 2015, when I'm doing these uh, um, splash pads and, like, things are better. Like, I think that's when I first met you over the phone. Bill Slick, remember? Yeah, yeah. And, and so I, I told uh, he introduced me to you. Austin, uh, I want to – like, he's like, yeah, dude, you can ride my bike. I'm like, all right. Yeah, yeah you raced that year. Yeah. yeah so I ra- – in 2015, I raced uh, – Idaho That's in right. the 450 class, and I got fourth out of 70 guys. <laughs> <laughs> and I know I was off the couch. Like, I came from Minnesota, like, <laughs> like somewhere, like some job. And I'm just like, yeah. So uh, I rode it, and then. Uh, How'd you feel riding? Dude, I ripped it. Besides being uh, heavier see- than Austin. Could you see okay? Not that great back then. Yeah. And. Then I said, hey, I'm going to ride the pro class at Carnegie with you guys. So then and at that this time in 15, I rode there. I did awesome, dude. I felt so good. Mm-hmm. And still vision issues, though, and, and that. But I felt really good. And then right after that, started having these severe headaches and uh, dizziness. And it went on for... Like months and months and months and none of the doctors could figure anything out and then my friend glenn mckenna his uh he had a brain injury and his uh mentor is uh dr duma down in newport and he cut into my head relief i had a cyst back here and so he cut into it and relieved it and then they put i have this shunt this line here and it's basically like a valve that they can adjust with a magnet and kind of like a carb. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> so, um, uh, it seems to be like somewhat better, but I'm, I still have these equilibrium issues and headaches and TMJ pain. But, um, the last 36 weeks I've been doing vision therapy and my depth perceptions back the double's still there, like a tiny bit, but my peripherals there. Mm-hmm. I can drive using my mirrors now. Nice. I've been able to do that since 2011. Oh, yeah. And so with all this therapy, like it's really, really working. Ooh. So I'm super stoked on that. And um, I don't know. I just try to stay positive, and and um, it's something that I have to have to learn to manage and and cope with because it's not going to be like it was before and be good all the time or anything mm-hmm. you know it's like i was good yesterday and got to go out there but mm-hmm. like the week prior you know i was down for two weeks mm-hmm. i was in so much pain so that's just kind of how i got to deal with it so you're a fighter dude well it's that's the racer in me, man. Yeah, and I, and that a lot when I I talk to the doctors, like 
when I first meet him, and like, how many racers have you had in there? And they're like, none. And I go, let me tell you about us, okay? We're a different breed, and we have more determination than anybody you'll ever meet, okay? Mm-hmm. So, and, and this was me, like, trying to get into, like, Linway. And I'm like, if you get me in here, I promise you I'll do all the work, and I'll be walking out of this place. And this damn cane I have is going to be hanging in the tree out there like a Christmas ornament. (laughs) (laughs) And I did, man. I'm so grateful for them. I'm bummed I can't get up there to see them with all this COVID bullshit. But um, they just saved my life, man. Yeah. You know, I'm very, very fortunate to uh, be able to go and um, still be able to go out there and and share my experiences Mm -hmm. with the clients are there now, you know, yeah. they're like, you're that guy. And I'm like, yeah, I was here too, man. Totally spaced out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was a cool facility. I remember that night you invited me up. Yeah. You had a big spaghetti feed. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, it's good. Good people over there. Really good people. Yeah. They care, man. They do. Yeah. Totally care. Hmm. Yeah. So when was the last, you went to Columbus this year, huh? That was the uh, yeah, yeah. only race you made it to. Yeah. Uh, there wasn't many races. I was, well, I was around, right? fixed to go to uh, Carnegie, and then uh, the, I canceled my flight because mm. that whole thing went down. But, yeah. Yeah, I went to uh, I went to Columbus, and it was good. Cause I was going to actually go back uh, uh, to an East Coast race to see Dave, mm-hmm. but with everything that was going down, I just said, decided to go up there, and... It was a good decision. Um, the racing was good. Um, I don't know. Those guys are on another level. And that that hill really, really suits the motocross guys. And top's getting pretty technical and rough and ledgy. But um, I don't know. I've always liked that hill. Like, I always did well there. I mean, I've thrown my bike off the top quite a few times <laughs> and won a few at the same time. <laughs> There's that video of you where you like, uh, were you going for a show run or something? You already won, but you went for a second. Yeah. What, what happened there again? Dude, like we short, he shortened it all up, like really short. And when I take off the things like ripping my hands off the bar. But you weren't, that wasn't a competing run, right? You just did it for fun? Yeah, I already, I already won the class. Yeah. So I was just doing it for the fans. You know, I, I, that was my thing. I love the fans and, I, and they're there and I wanted to give them a show. So yeah. I was like, I'm making a run. I'm like shorting this thing up. So he shorted it way up and thing ripped so hard and then i came across that road and it just came like 12 o'clock high and somehow i pulled the clutch in and like saved it and then that bike doesn't have a kickstarter or nothing it's it's uh, electric yeah. on the side you know uh-huh. so you just plug it in and hit the button and it starts it somehow i freaking the thing is going still and i'm like no way so I just back it up a little bit, and I'm looking. I'm like, I'm going to hit it again. <laughs> so I take off, and then it got. I hit that rock, and it got way loose, and then it kind of threw me into that ledge up there. But it was a, it was a good get off, and I, I think the fans got their money worth. You know, I, I didn't get hurt, and you know, I mean, uh, that's was, that, the bike, was the bike hurt? Yeah, I tore the bike up. <laughs> Yeah, if you're gonna go for the win or or do things for the fans like that, you're gonna tear some stuff up. So, <laughs> no kidding. 
So where do you see the sport going from here on out? I know you've been around it for, heck, now 30 years. I mean, you grew up with it, so probably yeah, more than that, but you've been I, racing for 30 years. Yeah, I mean... It's gone through a lot of ups and downs. Yeah, it just, I don't know, the way everything that, the way the country's going now is really going to, uh, I think, determine a lot of things because people have to adjust and with the with these events on what's going to happen and yeah. where, where they're going to be capable of doing it, you know. Um, but, you know, me, I, I've told you, like, before, like, I'm not – a political guy. I'm like, I'm not NHA or, or Rockwell or this. Or I'm I'm a hill climber. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I support all guys and um, believe in in the events I'm at. I'm at. Mm-hmm. Those are the ones I believe in. You know, if you don't see me there or see me making posts about certain things with events, then I really don't care for the promoter or that event. And and unfortunately, that's that's the way it is. And I'm sure that there are promoters and other people that don't like me, you know, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it goes, it goes both ways. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I mean, you went to some East coast races, huh? Yeah. I rode, um, I rode in those. Yeah. in those seven after I won the championships, uh, we shot over there, um, from Indiana and uh, I'd never ridden it. I just seen it on the Terra Firma videos. Mm-hmm. And I was like freaked out. I'm like, dude, like, this is going to be gnarly. And then I get there and it's not even as big as I thought. And you can make it on a 50. And they were like grading it with landscaping rate to have it like super smooth. And I was just like, I couldn't understand it. And I'm like, all right. So um, I won the 450 class, which was awesome. Um, and then the 950 I only had on 50%, and the 700 just didn't really have it with the nitrous to compete with those guys. And uh, I had smoked in those classes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I needed I needed to be on on a on a full load on the on the 950. Because when we first built that, it it was I never been scared to ride anything. Mm-hmm. Even back when I was riding the Harley on steel paddles and stuff like that. But that bike on a full load of nitro is it, it was scary. Yeah, like that that first year, Glen Helen uh, hitting that double double was just like suicidal, mm-hmm. dude. It was like thought I was gonna go into like orbit with it. Yeah. <laughs> it was bad, man. So we tuned it down, though. I told my dad, I'm like, tune down. I go, you get down to 50, and we'll win some races out here. But out out east, um, and James Large, man, he he won there on a, a 750 Harley. And that thing was so freaking fast. Mm-hmm. I never seen anything go that fast like that. So that was cool. Um, been to Pogue's Hole, uh, rode it in 06. Went there as a spectator in 15 and um, was set up totally wrong in 06. Uh, I was set up for the bottom, like for the jumps and stuff, and then not really for the top. And I just hacked the like, – <laughs> I've I, 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 I never seen yeah, that video. Another one for the fans. 
<laughs> that whole video is on YouTube. Yeah, yeah. Is it the the um, it's who's filming it though? Was it Brett or somebody was? No, filming? Uh, you guys are all taking turns. George Horn. George Horn was filming it. Yeah, no way. Yeah, he was. Uh, well, hey, you gotta film this. <laughs> <laughs> but I think we might have filmed. Some of us might have filmed it. But George filmed my room when I flipped it because he's on the on the top of the trailer and he's like, yeah. <laughs> And then, uh, yeah, I went back in 15 as a spectator and watched, and it was cool. And then uh, I went to White Rose. I went back and stayed with Corey Strickler. Um, uh, he invited me back there, and that was it poured down rain the whole time. It was insane. I uh, couldn't believe the mud. Mm-hmm. But uh, really sh- short hill, but super, super steep. Yeah, it looks and, steep. And um, I don't know. They have good uh, fish sandwiches there and great French fries. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they're famous for. Huh? Yeah, 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 dude, for real, they sell out like right away. But it's a great facility. It's beautiful, man. They got all this grass and everything, and um, you know it's really well established. And it was fun. Corey was um, I'd never been back there, so he picked me up and uh, was really hospitable and yeah. kept, let me stay at his pad and stuff and. Yeah, we went down there and just uh, tried to survive the mud. Yeah, that's fine. You got to hang out with Dave there too, huh? Yeah, yeah. I haven't seen Dave in a while, and uh, I made the DW7 RP4 shirts for him <laughs> with the uh, little lightning bolt. So, What's the background on Dave? Because you and him click pretty well. Um, uh, well, I, I met him like in, in 04, and he... He showed up in California and already like knew who he was, and I was kind of like irritated with the guy because because uh, they did the Terra Firma film right, and they did the the Billings clips, but then the next one, Terra Firma Seven, they flew Dave out or no, Dave drove out, and they did a whole shoot like at uh, at a Gorman or not Gorman at Jawbone. Oh. Yeah, this bitching like long with him like gap it like it was all sick. So then I saw it. And I'm all for real, man. I'm like, oh. like, dude, guy's like East Coast. So I'm like, whatever, you know, <laughs> you know. So so then he shows up in and in California, and I'm at the starting line. And he comes. He's like, hey, man. He's all, I'm Dave Watson. I'm all, yeah, I know who you are. <laughs> and he goes hey he's all because he was riding for troy lee you know and he goes yeah yeah uh troy says that we should uh do this race called a day in the dirt and i'm like yeah i don't know anything about it and he's all yeah no it's this is this moto gp like it'll be cool like i'll fly in and 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 they have a team race we'll do the team race together as the hill climbers and i'm like yeah okay and then so I, I went home and then like I never answered his phone or anything. And I and I totally blew him off. And oh, then man. finally he's like, dude, I need to get my ticket. And so I'm like, all right, fine. So I had him come out and that was the start of our friendship. Like he became one of my best friends. And um we uh we did the race. It was insane. And uh we did it um the next year or no he didn't get to do it with me the next year because he got hurt i think but um yeah just we connected with the day in the dirt and i did it from um, 04 to 2010 and it was my 
highlight race of the year. Mm-hmm. Like I loved it. Like it was every Thanksgiving weekend, and it was just it was just awesome. So we hook up that way, and then he's just like, "Hey, dude, like I want to I want to ride the West Coast climbs and this and that." And so I'm like, "All right." So then I talked to my dad. I said, "Hey, Steve Watson guy, like, we need to bring him on the team." What? I'm like, yeah, bring him on the team. Me and Dave and Brett. So we brought him on the team, and it was one of the best decisions for for Brett and I, because um, Dave Dave changed our, us as riders and as people. I mean, he's just such a good guy and I, I saw things totally differently um, with racing and, and other stuff. He was just a lot more mellow, like I'd go to a race and like, you know, I wouldn't do good or whatever. And I'd be so fired up on this drive home from Montana, just pissed the whole time, you know, mm-hmm. and Dave's the same way as the way he went up there. And he, and he got like 13th place, you know, <laughs> it is just the same. And I'm like, man, how's this guy like this? And it really rubbed off on me. And thing after he got hurt, um, I started seeing it more and it really changed. And, then uh, my goal in 07 was I'm, I'm winning this world championship for Dave. Mm-hmm. And so I, I got his helmet from uh, from his dad, and I had Troy Lee paint because they painted it. I had them paint the replica helmet of it, the same one. And uh, I went over there and won it. And on my sticker, I got the 543 because that's Dave's number. And it, it's just as much... Uh, you know, my championship as it was for him to me, wow. because I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have got to that level without Dave's help. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, we rode so much out here and he just really, really helped me as a friend and as a rider. Wow. That's special. Yeah. Yeah. Good guy. I still talk to him all the time too. Yeah. And he just did the po- uh, podcast with Nitro and Mud, too. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. He's, he's all, you hear me talk? I'm like, yeah, he did good. He did good. So. Yeah. So I know you've supported some of the younger athletes that are coming up. Now they're not as young, but um, you've had a good impact on those kids and such with RP4. And so what kind of made you want to do that and, and help the kids going coming up the ranks well i'm i think i've always like like really cared and for helping people with you know i don't know whatever anything and trying to uh make them see that they can be better at things Mm -hmm. you know i mean i guess like in high school i played basketball you know and was able to to bring that whole thing as a point guard and have this function and have these people be better. Mm -hmm. And so I kind of saw that with, with the writing thing too. And, um, I don't know. I had so long, even before the RP4 thing, we, I was doing the team Peterson stuff and still helping a lot of younger guys. And, um, then, 
the art before thing came and it, the kids just kind of were just like, Oh, this is cool. This is cool. You know? And, um, you know, I mean, guys like youngsters back early, like Logan Mead, you know, I mean, he was my teammate the year before I got hurt. And, uh, now look at what he's done. Mm -hmm. And he's a supporter of me and I am a him. And, um, Joseph Allnut too, great, great uh, support, and um, of course Austin. I mean, that was when I first met him. I, I don't know, we just really connected on it. And um, when the NHA said my number was retired, <laughs> I was like, what? And so uh, I wanted to bring it out of retirement and have it go up the hill again and that was one of the best decisions I ever made because he's taken that thing to a whole nother level and it's made me very proud because he represents himself well he's very professional and um, I'm proud to call him you know one of my great friends and we've got a little surprise bite coming up so should be good yeah, I'm excited for that. We'll be coming down south this winter. Yeah, yeah. We'll get some, hopefully get some rain. Be nice. One of these years. But, yeah, I don't want to uh, take up your whole night. Um, anything else you'd like to close up with? Um, no, I just, uh, I don't know. I appreciate everything you guys do for me. You guys get, you know, you... Uh, Give me exposure and uh, respect me and uh, my opinions on things and talking to me about stuff. And you guys think outside the box with things, and I, I like that. And I'm totally supportive in whatever you know venues you guys have coming up. Mm-hmm. And if I can help and be a part of it, like that'd be rad. So um, yeah. Hopefully this winter we get this bike going and uh, it'll be a good thing. And, um, you know, who knows what the future holds. We'll see. Hopefully uh, no more COVID. (laughs) And uh, we don't have to wear those damn masks anymore. (laughs) (laughs) How can people uh, follow you on social media? Um, uh, Robbie Peterson on uh, Facebook and uh, RP Status on um, Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. Good. It's fun following you. You never know what you're going to post. Yeah, I know. Sometimes you'll get some, some old stuff and then sometimes you'll get a cat, you know? <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you very much for the time tonight. And uh kind of like this backyard setting. I hope the ambient noise wasn't too much. No, no, they're all, it's all good. But yeah, man, thank you. And uh, keep up the good work with everything. It's super cool um, that you're able to, to uh, reach through this, the sh- social media and uh, give these riders, because, you know, the riders are, they deserve to have this exposure because they're incredible athletes and um, you getting that out there and having them exposed and, you know, people stuff that I post on, uh, people are like, dude, 
you know that guy? <laughs> I'm just like, yeah, these dudes are gnarly, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so um, I just think it's, it's a good thing. And hopefully um, when this everything cleans up, um, some more events can come around. And need to get a freaking uh, hill climb with a speedway track. Yes. Yes. We need. The we two. need uh, all my speedway buddies out there. We need anybody's got land with a hill and a flat. <laughs> okay. We want to do uh, a hill climb during the day and speedway at night. So, throw, I'm throwing it out there for you boys. <laughs> Best of two overall wins, huh? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Crossover. Yeah. Well, thanks again, Robbie, and it is a pleasure talking with you tonight, and we hope you all enjoyed this episode, this interview with Robbie Peterson, and you can follow us at Elevated Action Sports on Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, and TikTok, and we're signing off now, so until next time. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for tuning into the Elevated Action Podcast. Stay tuned for more episodes and don't forget to follow the Elevated Action Sports pages on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok. Have a great day.